fueled by Temperance Spirits, Edmonton's leading non-alcoholic beverage provider. Order online for doorstep delivery. Welcome back to Game Over Edmonton, your local leader in post-game Oilers analysis. In this episode, it's fueled by Temperance Spirits, the city's leading non-alcoholic beverage provider. Visit Temperance online for a curated section of non-alcoholic options. Choose from a variety of craft beers, mocktails, wines, and spirits. Temperance isn't just a retailer. It's a community of Edmontonians who celebrate the spirit of socializing without the need for alcohol. And with Temperance Spirits online shop, ordering your favorite non-alcoholic bevies right to your door is as easy as Connor scoring the winning goal. You can find our partners at Temperance online at www.temperance-spirits.com for delivery to your door. And use the code SDPN for 10% off your order at checkout. And give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at Temperance Spirits. Oh boy, it's it's over, guys. The season's season's over. We're literally only twelve games in, and this this is it. This is the end of the road. There's there's no coming back from this. We're the last team in the NHL now, right, Zach? I don't even know what to say. I I'm 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 shaking. I'm shaking. There's already 184 people have tuned in to watch us freak out and scream oh. and cry. Please get your dunks in, in chat. There's 200 of you liking or watching. I hope you're liking. Hit the like, hit subscribe to SCPN, all that stuff, because holy fuck, I'm shaking. How, how the fuck did we end up here? Like, I understand you can make your jokes and okay, obviously Ken Holland has been the Oilers GM probably, you know, four years longer than he probably should have. They obviously should never have been fucking hired, but Bob Nicholson, whatever. Like, <laughs> I just, I, I, I actually don't know what to say. Like how I many, how many people believe are, that that just happened? How many I people do you have to fire? Believe that how many this people just happened? How many people would you fire in this organization to make yourself feel better? I don't think there's a number. I think Holland you... has to go. Like, I need to see. I need to. I need. Pe- I'm. I'm not looking at Twitter right now, but I need to see. I want people in the chat to let me know. I want to know when Elliot Friedman sends out the Ken Holland has been fired uh, tweet. I need to know. You sick bastards! Please join us. Thank you. Almost. 250 of you watching that's got to be a record that beats anything we had in the playoffs last year yeah uh, you you sick bastards are playing on our downfall if you're I, out I, in the if you're I, out in oh. the east coast and it's like 2 a.m for you or whatever the heck it is and you're just here to watch two guys suffer congratulations no you this did is it. fucking atrocious i don't understand how we got here again it's the same fucking story they can't score they out chance they outplay they outshoot they generate they generate but they don't finish there's no effort for long periods of stretches and every grade a chance the sharks get ends up in the back of the net once again, if you like, if you look at money pocket again, there's a number of issues tonight. Like obviously, goaltending isn't the the main thing tonight. The isolated this game this season, but the San Jose Sharks just tied the Edmonton. Those are tied for dead last in the NHL in in the entire decade of darkness. They never sat in thirty second place. Like the Oilers are so far behind the pack. The season is over. Playoffs are. A dream at this point. They need to go on a spectacular run. They looked lethargic. No one looked like they gave a shit. Like, I understand. For the last four minutes of the second period, we saw McDavid and Dressel to create together. The fact Woodcroft even had to put those two together is yeah. ridiculous. The McDavid fact you went nuclear option against the San Jose Sharks. They were going nuclear option in the preseason. That should have been <laughs> the fucking red flag. It should have been the red flag. I was stupid. I was drinking the Kool-Aid. I thought they were going to be good. Everyone thought they were going to be good. This team was 17-2 and last season after the trade deadline. This season, with the same roster, but minus Yamamoto, plus Connor Brown, minus Bukestad, Boston, whatever. Fourth line oh, players. Can't they should Devin's not score. be this bad. Like, they couldn't score on the Sharks. And I get Blackwood, again, 950. And you know what? When the Sharks bent, their goalie stood on his head. The only saving grace is can they get a goalie? I don't even know if it matters. I don't know if a goalie <laughs> could steal them enough games at this point to even make the playoffs. Like you can hope and pray and and to anyone you believe in that they figure out a way to you know win twelve in a row and 
squeaking a wild card spot or whatever. And I know I've seen some people talking about, well, you know, Vegas missed the playoffs the year before they won the Stanley Cup. But you know what Vegas did after they missed the playoffs? They traded for Jack Eichel. They you made what a they, monumental shift. You know what they this did? Fucking they fucking sucks. They took a gamble. They got a guy who was going to go through experimental neck surgery, and that paid off for them dividends. But here's the situation. We got a guy who was coming off of a massive season-ending injury, and you know what he you know where he is right now? In Edmonton. He's relaxing. There's literally nothing you can do in this roster there's no firing you could fire holland you could fire nicholson there's nothing that will make me have faith in this season until i literally see them get into the playoffs and even then i've i've lost all faith in this oilers team this entire season look at just every single night the expected goals look at the deserve to win a meter the oilers supposed to win every single game but what does that matter even according to, to private metrics like sport logic the oilers are generating something like the fifth most high danger chances in the nhl no one's finishing no one they all look horrible like the passes the the First period, they had multiple opportunities to put this game in the rearview mirror. They could have gone up on the Sharks early. That power play, that first unit, lethargic, absolutely horrible. No one could make a pass. The play to dry settle, not working. The, the Bouchard at the point, not working. Connor McDavid refuses to shoot, has to be hurt. We are at 420 live viewers. Oh. Please, guys, hit like, hit subscribe. This is crazy. We're crushing viewing you're, numbers. You're all sick. You're all here to they're watch sick. the meltdown. I, they, I can't but, but, believe it. But let's, let, let's just talk about the game for a bit before we talk about the bigger picture. But essentially, first period, they had their chances to put it away. They got nothing. The Sharks scored first. And when the Sharks scored first, it was over. It was yeah. done. This team has no bite. They're mental midgets. They don't bounce back from anything. I don't know who is wearing 97 and 29 right now. I love them from the bottom of my heart, but they don't look like even one eighth of the players that they were through the last eight years. I don't know what happened. They like, I'm speechless. I'm actually speechless. Lafargic. They can't generate every every. They outshot the sharks. Sure, half those shots were fucking from the left point. Whether it was yeah. Matthias Ekholm, Brett Kulak, Darnell Nurse, garbage, and garbage, yep. garbage. Stat padding shots, not good enough. This team fucking blows. And here's the it, other it, thing it, too. It's, it's fucking. I don't understand. Look, McDavid has a, a little bit of a pass. We'll give him some injury. Whatever it is, it's it's literally atrophying his wrists and he just can't shoot the puck anymore. Whatever injury he suffered early on in the season, okay, we'll give him a pass for that. Dreisaitl started the season and we were saying he's looking like one of the best guys on this team. McDavid went down, Dreisaitl went, okay, he's taken up a little bit more of the load. The games just are just not flipping the Oilers' way. Tonight... Dreisaitl was atrocious, and we've seen this slowly escalate. The amount of giveaways that he's been I, having. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't put it on Dreisaitl. I thought he was one of the better Oilers tonight. Now those are few and far between. But yeah, if no. you look at like the net natural stat or like like money park natural stature, Dreisaitl decent game. Holloway, Fogel, McCut, like they generated. Fogel, I thought had effort. But like looked... you, this is a microcosm of the season. I'll tell you right here. Yeah. First period, Oilers are on a power play. Connor McDavid they do the drop pass. Connor McDavid he skates up the ice. What happens when McDavid tries to get in on the blue line? Usually he goes through people every single time. He yeah, tries to get the right through. Give away. William Eklund skates in, shorthanded breakaway. Wouldn't you know? Stopped by Stuart Skinner. I thought the tide had turned. Nope. And and that was a microcosm of the game. How many what did Connor McDavid have? I'm not even looking at the stats. Five, six giveaways today. Like Wild. he is so not okay. It's unbelievable. We've just crossed. 500 live viewers oh that is gosh. wild i i, I, I can't believe i uh, can't believe how I many people to say you uh, you're, I, all, I'm you're so all saying joking. this is the latest game in the nhl this game started at 8 45 something like that mountain I'm, I'm time broken. i'm broken i'm you're, broken why are no you all here what what broken you the all watched sucks. you all watched an oilers game and decided you know what yeah let's watch the actual dumpster fire happen I, I can't believe here, how many just, of you are let, here let, yeah, thank you for let's being try here hardest, let's try our hardest to just focus on the game let's try our <laughs> hardest just just for the next bit just for the next bit if you're a team from another fan from another team you come in here whatever 
Please get your dunks in. We deserve it. Two nine and one. This is worse than any start they had when Andrew Ference was the captain, when Ethan Moreau was the captain, when Sean Horkoff was the captain. Nikolai, they were running out Darcy Hordachuk and Ben Eager and still had a significantly better start and played with a significantly more amount of effort than this team. This is the worst Oilers team I have seen ever. I've ever. never, I, I, it, it hurts so bad. Because this is the difference between this season and every other season. It's because there were no expectations. When they lose, it was fine. It was. It is what it is. Here come the Oilers. Like they suck. What are you gonna do? You have Cam Barker as your top pairing defenseman. You know, like what? What else do you expect? You have guys. You have two. Well, two of the top five best players in the NHL at prior. And and you can't they you they just you can't last season no, three hundred point Nothing. over hundred point players. Oh no, nurse. As much as you want to rag on him, as much as you want, and, and I get it. Is he overpaid? Absolutely. Did he yeah. look atrocious tonight? I, I don't know what game Jack Michaels was watching. That 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 first goal, awesome. Darnell Nurse yeah. looks off, of, of, who was it, Dylan Holloway on a 2 and mm-hmm. shoots. Awesome goal from Nurse. We weren't even playing the Sens. Still Beauty. scored 5-on-5 five five goal. Awesome. Right after that. I don't know what happened. And it's not even the next goal. But, like, the Sharks it- get the luckiest bounce off the in, in the world. It, it right went off like hurdle. Kulak's shin or something like right that. In the back of the net. Right to hurdle. Finishers. Finishers. I, 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 I don't know. The Sharks finished. The Oilers didn't. That's the difference. Vincent DeHarnay looked garbage. Cody Ceci looked like garbage. Not NHL defenseman. Give me Max Lejean, Simone, Simone Benoit every single day of the week over those bums. Look, it should be on waivers tomorrow. You... Third goal that the Sharks scored by Philip Zadina. What the fuck was Darnell Nurse thinking on the point? You're playing the Sharks in the fucking Im- most the embarrassment Super Bowl of the NHL. What are you thinking? What was that pinch? You have no pressure. You have no man back. He fucking does the stupid, selfish play once again. The every pinch. game, every yep. goal is another fucking stupid mistake. Odd man rush. because and, and, and we know odd man rushes are guaranteed to end up in the back of that because every odd man rush the Sharks got, they probably only got three. Every other team has finishers. Well, I, I want to know why the Sharks... Who told Mackenzie Blackwood he wasn't able to stop... He he had to, he could stop odd man rushes because Warren Fogle in the first period had odd man rush didn't pass to Raphael Bois made the right decision honestly I would have loved to see Raphael Bois score his first NHL goal who, who told Blackwood to do his best Hashik impression did his job who would have thought I didn't know goalies could do that someone should have told him he shouldn't he 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 he, he can't stop a high danger chance. What is wrong with you? And if Darnell Nurse should have been... I want the same assholes that were in the scrum who were asking for accountability. Oh, you need to hold Evan Bouchard accountable. Darnell Nurse went out the next shift. No one said a fucking word. I didn't see a peep on Twitter. I didn't see anything. That play, that alone, horrible. Every time they had possession and they started generating something, it would end in a Darnell Nurse muffin. And, and, And... it's so sad. We're like, watching this era. We just watched this era of Oilers hockey die. We just watched. The, and this here's the era other thing too: of '97 and '29 die. How how many times did you see like Nurse? Obviously, horrible plays tonight. But how many times did you see just guys running into each other? These are Holloway and Ekholm from the first period. We're just running into each other constantly, twice on the same shift. Gagne laid out McLeod in the in the third period. Like, there's so many times when the Oilers' worst enemy was not the Sharks. It was the Oilers players themselves. They, they were just getting nervous. into each other's way. We, dude, we've seen this every game, whether it's Kane Ryan running into McDavid, whether it's Drysaddle running into McDavid, whether it's Gagne running into McLeod, they're so out of sorts. No one knows what to do in the neutral zone. When they backtrack, it's all every man for themselves. I don't know what people... We're talking about the system this, the system that. Maybe there is no fucking system. They look broken everywhere, up and down the ice. They're broken. They're lethargic. They do nothing. And no one looks like they fucking care. It doesn't make any sense they showed a little bit of fight a little bit of fight a little bit of drive like we're talking like we're on the broadcast we're talking about the sharks oh they're amazing all the others aren't getting anything in front of the net oh they're they're getting boxed out this you is could, nikita okodia this is you could, yeah, who, who are these players you, who's playing on the san jose team 
Why? Uh, they shouldn't be boxing you out. I don't care how good. this. They could be running the best defense, the defensive position. We, the Sharks should not be able to have six skaters on the ice, and the Oilers should still have it in their defense zone. We should, they shouldn't be struggling to generate for massive amounts of time, like 15 minutes for the second period, where they had like three shots. It's, it's like it's uh it's garbage. It's, it's garbage uh, fucking hard. It's, it's a I don't know how the fuck they use it. Like here here's the thing, right? When you're looking at this Oilers team. I'm bitching. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I, I honestly don't know what to say. Yeah, cancel the Oilers. Michael and Chad's right. I want to say what's up to everyone. Here's We're the thing. Actually close to six hundred live viewers. It, it is it is nuts. And it is amazing. I think hundred and thirty likes. What are we like seventeen, twenty minutes something something like that into this broadcast? It's I'm running out of energy. It's <laughs> I'm gonna lose my voice. <laughs> I can't believe how many of you are here just to watch this, watch us react to this dumpster fire. I uh, like Ugh. okay. Well, let, let's talk about you. You touched point a little bit earlier. The Sharks have finished every single chance that they had. If you look at the expected goal situation, the Oilers have four point two six expected goals. How many do we get tonight? Two, and one of those is off of an empty netter. Like this is unacceptable. The amount of finish that this team is lacking, the, and the- and the other side of it, like Skinner. I joked, right? What was what was what is worse than watching, you know, Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell alternating night in, night out, both of them just absolute sieves, losing at the same time. Oh, you know what's better? Let's send Campbell down so that we can start both of them, so that we can watch both soup and stew absolutely let in four goals each. Like it's it's insane. We brought up Calvin Pickard. We had a chat in this in our private little uh, we uh, what, what? I'm sh- stunned. I, uh, dude, it's I'm unbelievable. Stunned. You would they, they bring him up. Pro- Sorry, I, I, I just can't believe what this team is doing. So, uh, the argument of it's the Sharks. Let's send in Skinner. Let's get him a little bit of you know confidence. Let's win so against the Sharks. Stupid. It's you're two, so eight and dumb. One. You're two eight and one. You cannot be trying to get your fucking garbage goalie. This guy who since January 1st of last year has had an 895 save percentage. He has not been good. I understand he was an all-star. I would love nothing more than Stuart Skinner to come out and for the next 30 games give him a 920. I would love it. It is not going to happen. If he put up a 950 against the Sharks and the Oilers won, you know, four to one tonight, would that change anything going forward? No, they gave you another option and you didn't use it. Calvin Pickard sat there on the bench and watched us. And I get, I'm talking about Calvin Pickard like he's Carey Price. He's, he's not, not, but he's, he's not the savior. But you know and what he is? Are, a change. Trolling. People are trolling about John Klingberg. I would love, uh, uh, give me John Klingberg <laughs> over the sorry bunch of losers that we have currently on this blue line. I, like there was, and, and I love Evan Bouchard. There was efforts that were, atrocious from him. He's cutting back to those on the power play. He falls down in his own zone, gives the Sharks a, a, an odd man chance. Like, there was so... We just crossed 600 viewers. I, I can't stop focusing on the view count. It's real tough. Unbelievably wild. You bunch of sickos. You crazy... You, you lunatics. But, yeah, regardless. Darnell Nurse, that was horrible. Uh, Kulak, obviously, RNH to the box. In the third period, your leadership. The guys who should be putting this team on the back. RNH. Two penalties in the third. And outside of, what, seven minutes, kind of the last three minutes of the third, uh, McDavid and Dressel weren't even on the ice when the Oilers scored the goal with the extra attacker, right? That was Ryan Ujnokins. That was Sam Gagne, Evan Bouchard, Matias Ekholm. McDavid and Dressel were nowhere to be seen. Then they go out, and the Oilers can't score. They get some good opportunities. Shut down McDavid, man. Because, like, this is is unfair to him. We cannot be running him out here. Give him time like to rest. Whatever a month off for him. A whatever is off. happening to him, right? Like this season's wash at this point. Uh, like here's the situation, right? We have so many. We're all armchair experts, right? But we we very clearly verified that whoever is running the Oilers. Everyone in management right now is no expert. They're absolutely atrocious. But you know who are expert, Zach? Who? Our friends. Sign up expert. <laughs> the NHL season's heating up, and there's never been a better time to get in on the action. Whether you're looking to hammer home and Leon Drysaddle anytime goal or ride the puck line with the Edmonton Oilers, our partners at Sign Up Expert want to make sure you're ready to sweat your bets with one of the best. 
Sign-up expert is hooking up our listeners with one of the newest sports books available in Canada, Batano. Batano is home to some of the mm. best odds when it comes to betting on the NHL and offers unique markets, including virtual soccer and basketball. All you have to do to get started is scan that QR code on your screen or click the link in the description to register and place your first bet. If you thought Jack Campbell ending up on waivers was the best surprise of the season so far, wait until you try Batano. You heard the man. Don't walk. Run to check out Botano today. Scan that QR code or hit the link in the description below to get started. And start sweating your bets with the best. And always remember to bet responsibly and within your means. Viewers must be 19 plus to sign up for Botano. Welcome back. Thank you guys so much for sticking around. Look, let's be honest, right? We're we're on the topic of McDavid before we, we hopped into it a little ad break. McDavid is obviously hurt and he didn't look good. He hasn't looked good for a couple of games now. Dude, he's 70th in the NHL in points or something. They put a graphic up against in, in the broadcast like he he's not healthy and that and that's okay if you have to rest Connor McDavid McDavid shouldn't be responsible for single-handedly carrying this team to victories they should have a team that without Connor McDavid centered by Leon Dreisaitl and Evander Kane and Zach Common and Ryan Hopkins and the list goes on that is able to beat teams like the San Jose Sharks like the Philadelphia like the Oilers have had an easy schedule when you think about it besides Vancouver who has been awesome and Thatcher Demko is stealing them games left right and center and obviously they're putting they are the opposite of the Oilers where they're putting everything in the back of the net they they just haven't gotten anything and the Oilers they 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 should be good enough to, to overcome this like they should for a stretch of period of time. Let McDavid get healthy. Let Ekholm get healthy. And Ekholm again, he's looking better. Is he feels feel like he's a step behind skating wise? Yes. But like you saw his play, you can still see the smarts on the three two goal that Ryan Eugene Hopkins scored. That was a lot of that was Matthias Ekholm. He is he's gone better. But McDavid, obviously, like they just rely so much on Connor McDavid, and and I and he is the best player in the world when he's healthy. Obviously, far and away the best player in the world. But like you just, they should be good enough to let him go out and get healthy because what they're doing now is essentially running him out, making him this injury, whatever it is, whatever these multiple injuries are, making it last longer. It's getting worse. It's not. They're never going to succeed like this. You're just running into the ground. I see people talking about Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane will never go to a team that's two nine and one. Yeah, Again. what are the hopes of him coming up to snowy Edmonton and deciding, yeah, this team still has a cup chance? The Oilers were goalied this year by Jonathan Quick, by Scott Wedgwood, by uh, uh, Kevin Lankinen. Mackenzie Blackwood. By, like, the list goes on and on. And, and I'd be so happy if Mackenzie Blackwood was the Oilers goalie. But, like, oh, my God, does Ken like, – like, at the end of the day, Jay Woodcroft, we, I think we both agree – has uh played has coaches last year. like he looked so sad on the Oilers bench and I, and I and I just want to say I I do believe that like that firing Jay Woodcroft is the wrong move in the sense that he doesn't deserve it is this it's the wrong move absolutely yeah. not but I, here's the thing I'm not I'm not going to say it's the wrong move because this like w- the the way you get this team going and obviously they're two nine and one they're seven wins below 500 at this point so there still is a huge there's a major hill to climb to even get back up to 500 but when you fire jay woodcroft you're changing things up obviously you're 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 implementing new systems everyone gets a new burst of life into them a new burst of energy is it his fault should he be fired i don't think so but the end of the day at this point i i i'm i'm i i he's gotta go Here's the situation, go. right? And, like, but Holland does first. Holland does first. Holland, Holland's you fire Holland before he can fire Woodcroft. And look, here's the situation: you fire Woodcroft. Great, as as Brian Burke so famously likes to say, you get a dead cat bounce. The the Oilers come back and they do great for 10, 20 games. Does is it too late now? Like, Dude, look at this. But but you got to remember, this isn't the Vancouver Canucks of last year. This isn't the Columbus Blue Jackets who have fired their coach. This isn't the New York Islanders. This dead kit. You're you're giving a team a dead cat a dead cat bounce yeah. with McDavid and Drysaddle with Bouchard with all of these great players who just haven't shown up so far this year. Like if you look at the depth. Ryan Jockin scored about his fourth goal, third goal of the season. Kane has three goals this year. McLeod, zero. Brown, zero. Holloway, zero. Like, Fogel has three, four goals. Like, it's just not enough scoring all the way around him. And, and then when the top guys aren't scoring as well, obviously, you're going to see this. But, like, this dead cat bounce is not a normal dead cat bounce. Because 
This team, again, they went 17-2 and after the trade deadline. They could easily go on a run, but you need a goalie. You need a goalie. You need finishers. Yeah. Like it, it might be just as dire because you look at the goal saved above expected is just as important as the expected goals. And they're yeah. generating the expected goals every night to win the game. The thing is, they're not finishing they have no one it's lethargic like you see on the power play mcdavid sets up hyman or hyman puts it wide i don't know if he tipped it wide but everything that can go wrong has gone wrong i i don't even know how to i how don't many, know what to say. how many times tonight were you looking at the oilers crowding the front of the net pass it back to someone on the blue line they take a shot it ends up right on Love someone's it. back right it, it hits warren fogel in the back and the play goes the other way you're passing it right into the stick blade of a san jose sharks player and the sharks get a rush the other way and you guys don't know how to play in the neutral zone and it turns into a sharks odd man rush when philip Z- or fabian zetterland yeah, is putting fabian your decor in a blender the way he did tonight it is unacceptable. You are not NHL players if this is how you're going to behave against the 31st now overall San Jose Sharks. Like, th- this is like a monumental failure. We have witnessed the collapse of Oilers hockey in Edmonton. Like, there is no more rock bottom than where we are right now. This Look, is it. I, I tweeted a little bit uh, earlier in the second intermission. What could you possibly do the Oilers what could they come out in 20 minutes and do to make you think you know what this team has life I have faith in this team again and the overall resounding answer was literally nothing they could have scored 10 goals in the third period and blown out the Sharks from that point on but if you're still taking 20 minutes out of a 60 minute game to blow up the Sharks of all teams that's not good enough right this is unacceptable no matter what the Oilers are there's nothing that they can do to save the season to restore the faith in in this whole cup run cup or bust mentality I'm I'm happy if they make the playoffs now well the dude I'm happy if they win a game like literally I'm happy if they win a, another game but I just am reading Twitter and two things someone put a stat on on Twitter is it in the last nine games McDavid and Drysdale have combined for one goal Think about that. Think about that. These two guys who are who can be two point per game players have combined for one goal. Like obviously, unfortunately, that's also a lot of where it lies. And again, I'll never pin it on them when they when they leave Edmonton because this is like a monumental car driving off a bridge collapses like worse than anyone could have ever imagined. So if you know that situation were to play out. I'm following them. I'm cheering for them for the rest of their careers. I'm more, I think I'm more of McDavid and Drysdale fans than I am an Oilers fan at this point, because they, they like, I just don't even, I don't even know what to say. Like how, uh, how, what the garbage, the mismanagement, the years of messing up over and over repeatedly mis- mistake, building on mistake, building on mistake. And you're living in a house of cards. And this season, it just all toppled over. It just it's wasn't done. enough to sustain. And there's people talking about reading Jay Woodcroft's lips on mm-hmm. Twitter. And so, it looks like he walked over to Jay, uh, to Dave Manson. He said, that might be a big man. And Dave Manson said, yep. Which makes <laughs> me feel really sad, to be honest with you. But at the end of the day, like, what can you do? Look, courtesy of Zach Lang on Twitter. Uh, you can check it out. I just reposted it on my Twitter. Um, look, you, you can see, because the San Jose uh, visiting locker room is on the other side of the ice the oilers literally have to walk to the across the entire ice surface pretty much to get to their locker rooms you can see woodcroft just strolling side by side with dave manson and yep the if you read his lips it says that might be it manson very clearly says yep in return but the situation is they don't deserve it they don't deserve it the goalie needs to happen though Dustin Schwartz has been here for 10 years. He'll be he, gone too. He's got great. Get rid of him. Get rid of Holland. Get rid of Bob Nicholson. Look, this entire organization needs an overhaul. And I, I've been watching this team for a while, right? You mentioned following McDavid and Dry Settle if they decide to leave Edmonton. I I've never been in this position. I've watched this team through some dark dark horrendous years I, when they were wearing you know this jersey over here but 
there's just something about this season in 10 well 12 games in 12 so games they've destroyed all faith i've had coming into this season of game over you know we've talked about it I've tried to say, you know what, I'm going to be as positive as I can. I'm going to try and keep myself just looking on the bright side no matter what happens. And in 10 games, they've managed to just destroy me. Just wreck everything I had faith in. Just remember when we were bitching about Jesse Pugliarvi. Do you remember when we were bitching about Ken Holland saying, oh, it's too idle. It's, it's no, you have to pick and choose when you, you go can't go every you year. Know. And you look at what happened, you dumb fuck. Look at what happened. Your patience. Look at where it got us, you idiot. Th- that's the guy who should be wearing all this. He deserves everything. He deserves. We need to change his locks, lock him out of his house, lock him out of the office, banish him from the city. I want his picture posted at the airport in Leduc. I don't want him ever allowed back in Edmonton. The no-fly list in Edmonton. Yeah, literally. Uh, on on a watch list. Like that. He the mismanagement that has unfolded before our eyes is un forgivable and so many people saw it coming and the oilers were too stupid and too condescending and too toxic to think any differently they thought that they knew what was best that they had fucking old dutch fucking 14 cups in 1962 in charge and that he was going to lead them to the promised land and look at what he did look at the decor that he assembled the faith that he put into jack campbell still when he had his meeting today or yesterday when they sent down jack campbell when they waved jack campbell kendall met with him and said play like you're coming back like we're gonna we might need you this season again jack campbell and and people said like the ideal situation for the Oilers is oh jack Campbell just goes down and plays really well are you sick in the head like, Insane did, like did thinking. we watched campbell for over from 100 games he was an Edmonton Oilers through the playoffs and this season and last season. And there was never 10 minutes where I was like, oh, thank God, Jack Campbell's in that. We're not going to let it go on. That feeling that you felt with Cam Talbot in 16-17 was never, never there. And he was paid for him to stop pucks and paid to be a starting goalie and paid for him to give us that feeling of, okay, we have a goalie. We have someone who could let that out. And that was not there. And did you see, what do you have, like a 700 save percentage in his first <laughs> AHL game? Letting Awful. the absolute stinkers Four goals on the first 15 shots. What? Unbelievable. Unexcusable. He's making $5 million a year. He signed a $25 million contract. They had the buyout opportunity. Wage that. $50 million (laughs) stolen from Daryl Cates between Jack Campbell and Ken Holland. Alex Chason, wage theft. Zach Cassian, wage theft. Dare I say Darnell Nurse? I don't know. I don't even want to go there. Like, I don't want to rag on these guys because I know Nurse is capable of playing better than he has. Like, these guys are all better skaters. They are all better than what we've seen. But, like, this is just a tr- – like, I don't know what words to use to describe the situation that this team is in. Two, nine, and one. They weren't this bad when they won Nail Yakubov. They weren't this bad when they won Connor McDavid, Ryan Eugenovkins, Taylor Hall, Leon Dressel go up and down the list. They were not this bad bad i've never seen a lack of effort from an oilers team like this a lack of finish the passing is non-existent on the power play they literally cannot get the seam pass to dry settle they too they cannot string two passes together it yeah. is unbelievable it's like i'm watching greg mckeg play in not not Connor mcdavid and i understand mcdavid's hurt and i i just hope they sit him out finally and say you know what we rush you back for the heritage classic Take your time, get better when you're 100%. When McDavid is 100%, he's a two point per game player. Him and Leon Drysettle, McDavid at 153 and Drysettle, what, 128 points? They have one combined for one goal in the last nine games. I did not think that was ever possible. Ever possible. I don't know how. I, I'm sure Jeff Jackson probably regrets leaving his agency now to come here and be the president of the Oilers. Like, yeah. what a tire fire. Man, do I feel bad for, for guys like. Jay Woodcroft, because like again, we can agree, not his fault in the grand scheme of things, but like he sure didn't help. A lot of questionable decisions, relying way too much on the McDry, kind of the same thing that we saw with Hitchcock and we saw with McClellan and we saw with Dave Tippett. He fell in that same trap. Oh yes. man, it's just what what can you say? Like, like what do we even look forward to this year? Like, like what is there to be optimistic about? Like, do, do they trade for a goalie here? Do they like and again, I'm in team 
overpaid. Their first round pick will never be more valuable than it is now because right now they have they're on pace to have the best odds at the first overall pick. If you trade that unprotected first round pick for a UC Soros, for example, and I know Nashville says they're not trading him, but trust me, guys, that's leverage. (laughs) Nashville is in a rebuild. The Oilers are a cup pretender or whatever you want to call them. Um, Look, like, yeah. Here's the situation, right? How hilarious is it if we if we manage to get Celebrini again, and then four years later we're it's, playing in the Butter Dome? Well, <laughs> like, if, I'm just telling you, if this season unfolds the way that it is, it seems like it is going to unfold with the Oilers getting a top three pick in the draft. That I don't think Celebrini will be on a line with McDavid and Drysdale. Like there is oh, no, no chance. Leon Drysdale is. You can sign Leon Drysdale to an extension on July first. There is zero chance Leon Drysdale resigns with this team at playing like this. Like at this zero pace. chance. So and, and is anyone in Edmonton prepared for a rebuild? Like Ken Holland, no joke. He, the Oilers are valued as the eighth most valuable franchise in the NHL just behind the Philadelphia Flyers. What one point, what, one point three billion, something like that, one point four billion. If they fuck this up and they lose McDavid and Drysaddle, that franchise value plummets. Like five hundred million dollars plummets. Like I, I think they might sell for the same price as the Ottawa Senators at this point. I'm not a financial analyst. I don't know. I, I, I can say for sure if they fuck this up, I will ne- like I will never watch those. Like I'm done. I, I, I like we. If you can't win with this team with these two guys, you will never be able to win ever. We saw you got gifted two generational superstars, and the dumb fucking charge is like, oh, you can't go all in. You can't go all in. You we know, can't, you can't go we all can't in. surround them with competent defensemen. We Let's can't tra- co- trade we- your first round your first round pick. No, we can't give like them competent goaltending. Like every decision was the wrong one. I don't even know how that's possible. I don't know how it's possible. It, Woodcroft's done. I guarantee you we'll get an announcement it, at some point. I think Holland will be done at some point. They're gonna make. Sure I, like I want to call it a panic trade. It is a panic trade, but they're necessary. They 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 have to happen. Their trades have to happen. They're gonna look a lot different probably in a couple weeks. I'm not excited for the game against Seattle. Thank God, me and you don't have to do that one. Yeah, thank like, God. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to look forward to. I don't know what to talk about. Look, they the, the this is a level of failure unheard of, like in sports, worse than the L.A. Angels. Like, I, I don't know how to like. I don't know how how you come back from this. And there's there's historic collapses, but none like this. When you have arguably some many people will say the two best players in the NHL when they were when they were gripping it and ripping it. Holy moly. McDavid and Drysaddle were undoubtedly the best two players in the NHL. And they, they, right, still, they still are like they're like just thing. not playing just, like it right they, now. They're not. There's something wrong. To quote Kevin Lowe, the great Kevin Lowe, there's something <laughs> in the water. I think that was him that said that. I think so. Uh, but yeah, look, what what was it? What was it that broke this team? Was it was it well, losing to Vegas? Was it no, I, but losing, this is the thing. This is losing the thing. to the Canucks? Team, every team that beats the Oilers is going to sit there and say, oh, 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 we broke the Oilers. We broke the Oilers. Dog, I hate to break it to you, and I love, I admire the passion. I admired the Duncan on the Oilers. The Oilers broke the Oilers. Like, I mean, if losing to Vegas didn't make them sign Jack Campbell, it didn't make them want to keep Jack Campbell. They believe that they were this good. They believe that, no, everyone else is wrong, and we're right about everything. Like, this is their fault. They broke themselves. The management put them in this position. It's not a single loss. If anything, those losses motivated the core guys, the main guys. But outside of outside of the, I, I you can't sit here and say, oh, because they lost to Vancouver eight one or six <laughs> two, that that broke the team. Like, the, yeah, those were atrocious losses. Like, full credit to Vancouver. They slapped the Oilers. I mean, I don't think it's an as uh, big of an accomplishment as it once was. You know, because the Oilers are a dog shit hockey team. But like. I don't think Woodcroft broke the Oilers. I saw Daki make a good point in chat, but it's just moving so fast. I completely missed it. It's a it. wild night. I mean, I just refreshed the page. We're still like over 600 people. Yeah, it, if you guys want to go ahead, hit like one more time. Again, hit really like. appreciate it. That's literally the only positive thing I have in my life. Like literally. 
214 likes already we are we are 40 minutes into the show and we have 214 and, likes and you know what's funny <laughs> when when ken holland was hired he the, the 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 wish list the shopping list was you know what they're uh, probably a top 4d a third line center and a starting goalie away from me a stanley cup contender and we sit yep. here four years later with that exact same shopping list like, we said that four years it, in a row like how unbelievably atrocious and disgusted like how bad do you have to be at your job to have that like well i didn't have much capsules so i didn't have much capsules so i didn't have much capsules you know who else didn't have much capsules 31 other nhl teams did yeah not have it's much not capsules. an excuse just because no. you you just because you gm'd teams that were around before the whole salary cap was a thing is not an excuse for yeah uh, we were cap crunch we couldn't do a whole lot uh we had a really rough off season we only could do a yeah. couple of moves it all, was dollar in dollar out andreas nothing to see like and you made a trade you made a trade before covid and you let that scare you away from making <laughs> trades and you spent the last two years being afraid of going all in you had to be forced forced you had to have you have your back against the wall and were forced to trade your first round pick by other people in the Oilers brass last year to get Matias at home and look at how good that made them you can bring in other players you had the opportunity so many different times and you were so stubborn and you refused you absolutely refused to do anything and you just you probably have cost Edmonton McDavid address it like I cannot believe that we are here now. It, it, I don't think anyone could have foreseen this, right? Not, not at the beginning of this season, not at the beginning of last season, not when we were interviewing with the SDPN crew. We would not think 2023, November the 9th, this fan base would be crushed. This fan base would have no faith. We would be at the bottom of the standings and at the same time mcdavid and dry still playing are they healthy not a hundred percent but you know what even if they're not healthy if they're playing you would have expected this team to be middling and in one month in we have lost all faith in this team like, making any sort of run they, 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 they like they need to go on a monumental pace to make the playoffs now like they, they have to play at almost president's trophy level like they need to go something like 45 19 and two what i'm going to steal this from jake in chat who stole this from reddit uh after the start to the season tonight the oilers have to play their remaining 70 games at a 105 point pace which they are capable of doing right but the thing is, you see the effort from Drysaddle on the first goal, and I hate pinning defensive mistakes on Drysaddle because he makes up for it by, by so much and more offensively. But this season, he just hasn't been like like I've never seen like it's so weird. It, it, it's like like Steve Dangle sits there and talks about David Camp getting monstered, <laughs> and you watch Leon Drysaddle on the on the flank on the power play taking the one timers and not hitting the net once in the last four games, like. Where did your ability go? What happened, man? What happened? You're so good. And you see it in flashes again, and then it just disappears. I get that he has to carry around Warren Fogel and Dylan Holloway, who will actually put in effort. But again, no finish. They don't have guys that finish an above-average amount of chances. It's just nothing. You're getting nothing from your forwards. You get nothing from your defensemen. And you're getting absolutely negative nothing from your goaltending like they're not helping you out at all not at all i i cannot believe that we are here i i i actually don't i i wish i had more to say i wish we could go and talk about the game and about how the oilers are dominating five on five every opponent they play how they just can't convert how it's pdo how it's gonna turn around i don't believe that anymore i need to see results they need to yeah. go on a run and again I, I know we say the season's over. I know, but I just, there's part of me. I, I wish I could let the hope die. It'd be easier for me to watch the games if I could let the hope die. But it's not like watching Ottawa in, bottom, in the bottom third of the league with Hoffman and Stone or whatever. Is the fact Hoffman. that we're still constant, constantly getting 40 shots every single game. Deserve a winometer like 70% in the Oilers' favor every single game. PDO to hell. And at the but, same time, just I've never felt this hopeless as an Oilers fan. 
right? Like this is the most defeated because the, we're supposed to be good. The weirdest troll I've ever seen. I hope McDavid resigns for max salary. Ha ha ha. <laughs> I hope he resigns. I hope he resigns for max salary. I'll take that gladly. Give me McDavid and Drive's little max salary. I watched 17, 18. I watched 18, 19. I uh, that it, that wasn't worse than this. So yeah, and, and all in in the chat. If Sam Gagne is in the top six, you have a chance of Macklin Celebrini. And you know what? You're not wrong. Is it cool seeing Sam Gagne back? And I'm sure he actually feels younger than ever. Uh, new some uh, new hip surgery. Oilers losing. It's like 2012-13. It's like yeah. he never left. It's like he never left at all. It's just a little older now. I think we'll we'll do one question for the presser. Uh, Zach, I mean, I don't want to think about it, but we are, we have to, right? Drysidal yeah. this summer. What's 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 it going to pan out like? How is this well, going? Well, I try and resign him again. This we're twelve games and fucking whatever. Like, it's tough. It's really tough because you see Leon, see how he is. You see the attitude he has, the swagger that he carries himself when he's at his best. I, I just like. When you look at Leon and you see pissy Leon, right? That gives you hope as an Oilers fan. When you see pissy Leon just snarking at reporters, when you see him just shutting people down, when you see him talking to rookies on the ice and being like, hey, you know what? Earn some fucking money before you start talking to me, kid. Like, yeah. that's that's a Sad. very different Leon than what you're seeing now. One of my favorite players in the NA, like one of my favorite players of all time is Leon. I'll like I'll be a sad if obviously if he doesn't resign, but I'll understand it. I mean, this is the Oilers doing. I don't think the friend like you see those memes, like, oh, I don't think I'll ever financially recover. The Oilers will never financially recover from this. Like Oilers fans are some of the best fans in the league. They just believe nonstop, even in the darkest of circumstances. They care about their team so much. How many other cities have are on August 7th are yelling and screaming about Adam Party signing with the Bakersfield Condors? How many team, how many fan bases are debating click crazy Jujar Kara on August 17th? Uh, playing on the fourth line right wing in 2016 when you haven't made the playoffs in how however many years, seven years. They had a solid streak of like 10 years. They didn't make the playoffs once. Oilers fans are some of the best fans in the NHL. I don't know if you can recover from this. I no. really don't think you can recover from this. Like this is like fold the franchise type fuck up here. Of failure. If you Literally. if you waste the McDavid dry because you like, know you if dry doesn't you don't get better you know they, if dry doesn't resign McDavid's not resigning right oh, that's clear then they're trading McDavid and I go wherever he goes because yep. I cannot watch it like it, like if they had a competent management they had guys like you know Don Waddell in Carolina and I know Carolina's gone fucked with their goalie situation at least they can <laughs> fix it um like they had competent management they had a management group like New Jersey they had. Competent people that were putting players in positions to succeed, bringing consistently bringing in players who perform above average, who perform above expectations, finding the next Clem Costins, finding above average finishers at low market value. They haven't done any of that. Like we're it it, it, it it there is potential to have a team of twelve Adam Ernie's next year. Like <laughs> like how many guys like Ty Ratty you have to cycle through on McDavid's line. Like you look at some of the lines that McDavid had to put up with with Ty Ratty and Jesse Pugliarvi and Mulan Lucic and Alex Chason and Gaetan Haas and Joachim Nygaard and just like the the cast of misfits that they had to deal with on this team and just inexcusable nothing just unexcusable. I, just, I feel so I feel so bad. Like I don't even I don't know what to say and I I I I don't know how it got this bad. I don't know how it got this. This is an all-time low. I've never felt worse. I've never felt worse. And, and at the same time, apparently, the stream has never been better. Because we're yeah. literally 50 minutes in. And there's still 597 of you watching yeah, us. Wallow. It's, there's only 260 likes in chat. If, if you guys are fans of the show if you want to see us suffer for the another 70 games this season click that like button click subscribe to the sdpn we're gonna start wrapping it up here i'm gonna i know i said i would only do one presser question but i want to do one more how do you fix the oilers if you're the gm says hockey guy 2006 you know what zach 
you might be the GM. We'll give it until Saturday. Did, what? Did, did, did Holland <laughs> get fired? I'm hoping that Holland gets fired. They pull oh. up the stream. They message you directly and they Bob say... I want to see Paul Mickelson on the street. I want to see Paul Coffey's resume on Indeed. I want to see everyone who is in upper management in this organization out of a job because it is so wildly unacceptable. It is so disgusting. The it amount is. of narcissism and fucking idiocy that goes on in that Oilers front office. The fact that McDavid had to deal with this is a joke. It is a joke. How so many years? I hope. I hope for a miracle. And when the Oilers got Connor McDavid, that was a miracle. That was, that a, was miracle. a miracle. Oh, 2015? Wow. Can they pull it off again? I wish I didn't have belief. I wish I didn't have belief. I wish I wasn't gonna sit down on the couch on Saturday and yell and scream and hope they don't beat. The, I hope they beat the Seattle Kraken, but I'm going to. We're gonna hope because that's all it, we it, can it, do it, right now. He says it feels like an end of an era. Like we are watching this in real time. We are watching a car crash. Have you ever watched just a train ram into a motor vehicle? That's what's happening right now. Um, but. We will be back Saturday, November the 11th. It's going to be a holiday, so tune in. What are you going to what else are you going to be doing on Saturday night? It's 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh we're going to be in Seattle. Avery will have the show for you that night. Hopefully you guys show up in droves that night too. But I have a feeling if the Oilers win, you aren't going to be here and that that's okay with me too. <laughs> oh yeah. Give me another 40 people watching now stream. I will <sighs> gladly take that. Oh, I need it for my heart. To end the night, just wanted to thank you guys, all 500-something, 600 of you. If you were in and out, if you were listening after Good the life. fact, the almost next morning. Almost 300 likes. Almost 300 let's likes. Let's get if, to 300, guys. Come on. Let's, if, you're, if you're listening to this podcast on the audio form, if, if you're driving to work the next day or if you're having lunch or whatever, now, mosey on over to our YouTube channel click the like button it really really helps us cope <laughs> with what's happened here tonight we're gonna call it a night here thank you so much zach where can they find you find me on twitter at zwheel 97 uh and dennis where can they find you they can find me at dennis lee y-e-g that's it for us tonight thank you so much for being here